Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Pulp Hockey Show with Ray Ferraro and Steve Mathis. Support the show by clicking the Amazon banner on PulpHockey.com before shopping. Follow the show on Twitter at Pulp Hockey. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Stitcher or your favorite podcast app. Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp Hockey Podcast Emergency Pod. We did it before when uh, a coaching change was made with the uh, Habs, and we are doing it again now because the trade deadline has come and gone, and uh, lots to talk about, lots of things happened. Well, at least some of them happened before the trade deadline. And so we got to get TSN's Ray Ferraro's opinion on everything. Ray, what's going on? How are you? Well, I'm in L.A. I'm happy I survived that day of tedium um, <laughs> yesterday, and it's crazy, like all the big moves happen a couple of days in advance and we're we're sitting there and we're hoping there's gonna be a few more, but for a variety of reasons there isn't and you get a bunch of guys, a bunch of teams nibbling around the edges of their roster and mm-hmm. and so you get <laughs> a lot of time to just talk about not much. The so trade that was the day yesterday. T S N trade Dudline, Ray. How do you like that? Dudline. Well, I don't know that you could sell it, and maybe maybe you shouldn't be in marketing. Um, you know, I don't know that that people really clamor for that. Hey, let's watch right. the deadline. Um, don't take your anger over David Price going to see uh, Doctor Andrews for an elbow issue out over me, out out on me. Don't don't. No, be angry. What the, there's no anger. But I, what what I get is I got a text from a buddy of mine uh, who's a Blue Jay fan, and he you know he sent me the same note this morning. And I'm like, uh, your glee is palatable that another human is hurt. I'm like, what is wrong with you? I mean, if if that's what it takes for your team to be at all competitive, great. Good for you guys. But that's why they have Chris Sale. And Porcello. So anyway, yeah. keep, keep, keep muddling around in the middle of the division. All uh, right. Like where you'll be this year, and we'll we'll talk about we'll have plenty of time to talk about this. Right, right. All right. Hey, first up, before we talk about the trades, and and I think, uh, in my opinion, the Shattenkirk one was was probably the biggest one happened a day before. But oh, sure, yeah. Um, let's let's. I gotta get your reaction to this. This happened uh, for people who don't know. This happened on uh, on trade deadline. I got the um, Sportsnet coverage down here as the official. Uh, partner of the NHL so I did not get to see this but I did see this on on a podcast and uh we need to uh we need to talk about this I get Brent's feedback he covers the Senators on a regular day on the Curtis Lazar trade to Calgary Brent is there ketchup on that (laughs) (laughs) so that really happened on the air (laughs) 100% so so let me set it up yeah so one of our sponsors yesterday uh was Harvey's yeah and uh so Harvey's Burgers, um, you know, they pay some money, they sponsor the show, and then yeah. quite nicely supply us with burgers about halfway through the day. So at 9.45 in the morning, Jeff O'Neill, the O-Dog, mm-hmm. he's, he pays attention for the first time and, and hears that, you know, <laughs> this sponsored by Harvey's. So he says, not thinking, hey, is there gonna, are they bringing burgers in here? Well, our mics are live. Yeah. So it goes out over the air. It's 9:45, and so it was. 
it was awesome. Everybody laughed. Everyone got a chuckle. So this is about four hours later. They finally bring the burgers in. Mm-hmm. And O had been away from the desk. He comes back. I got my burger sitting there. And so, again, he's totally forgotten that his mic is on. And as James Duffy, our host, is interviewing Brent Wallace, the reporter from, uh, from Ottawa, O looks over at my burger. <laughs> and what I was most concerned about was that he was going to take a bite out of it. But he looks over and he goes, as you heard, is there ketchup on that? And, and so we all look at him, and right away he starts to giggle because he knows he's done it again. Yeah, exactly. And so, right. You know, we, I think we all got buddies that are, that are funny, Yeah. Um, and they try to be funny. And then we also have buddies that are funny that don't try to be. They just, like walking down the street, something funny happens with them mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> and O is one of those guys. Like, I mean, let's face it. We're sitting there yeah. doing nothing, and, but we're on TV. You have a mic attached to you. And you'd think you would remember that while you're sitting there, the mic is on. However... Um, that didn't quite register more than a couple of times to oh yesterday. Yeah, not only like it happens again. Like the, the cardinal rule of TV is right is is your mics are on all the time, act like they're live all the time. Um, you know, so he does it once. I think Harvey's going to bring the burgers, and then he does it again maybe four hours later. Incredible. Now, but see, <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, I think any of us that have been on the air have been burned by this before. Mm-hmm. I have. Um, there's this internet. You know, you can't get away from. But yep. so there was a game in Pittsburgh, and this was, I don't know, man, got to be six or seven years ago now. And um, so we're at a commercial break, and um, we're looking at a highlight pack that's focusing on Paul Martin, mm-hmm. who was playing for the Penguins. And Martin's stumbling all over the place in this game. He's, you know, turning the puck over. He took a penalty. I don't know, you know, something else happened. So as I'm watching the highlight pack, but it's at commercial, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. We're not on the air. I say to my producer, wow, Paul Martin's terrible. Well, that went out over the internet, uh, over Game Center. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm talking about Paul Martin in these three plays that I see. Not Paul Martin, a player. Paul yeah. Martin's been in the NHL for 15 years. He's a really good player. Yeah. But anyway, I learned my lesson because... <laughs> <laughs> Even though I wasn't on the air, I probably should have been aware that I might have been on the air. Right. And in the meantime, I've had, I can't even tell you how many people, whenever Paul Martin makes a good play, they tweet at me, oh, Paul Martin's terrible, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you, can't yeah, from it. <laughs> you know, like, oh, we'll never escape the, from, is there ketchup on There's seriousness of that, too, to, struck me. The very quiet seriousness. Is there ketchup on Steve, that? he's a food guy. He is a food guy. <laughs> Old likes his food, and he was a little famished at this point. And um, oh. quite frankly, we were all a little, a little hungry at this point. But what I don't get, and I asked him after, mm-hmm. and I didn't really get a clear answer, was, okay, say there was no ketchup on it. <laughs> were you not going to eat it? <laughs> right, right. Of course he was. Yeah. Exactly right. By the way, we got to get old, we got to get old on for a podcast for fifteen or twenty minutes oh. because it is it is like a car careening down the street, crashing into parked cars all over the place. Oh, I bet. I, I could imagine trying to wrangle him down for twenty minutes would be hard enough, but you have to work on it, right? For sure. We we will we will get on that. Um. All right. And well, by the way, Sportsnet had uh, Ilya Brzezgalov on, and he, I don't know if it's an act, but he was really funny. 
and I don't know if that's the way he really is. Obviously, we saw the twenty four seven and everything else. He was good. <laughs> the stories. No, he was I, I just I think I think he. Uh, I mean, I don't know this for sure. He's yeah. not. He's not a dumb guy. Right. I mean, let, let's be very clear about that. But I, I think he, he operates on a little bit of a different plane than most of us. Yeah, yeah, I could say that for sure. All right, let's you, get it. You know, like he looks, he looks at the sky and he. <laughs> He looks at just at about two o'clock, as opposed to right in the middle. So. Yeah, yeah, he he was good, man. He did a good job of bringing him in, and and uh, I laughed out loud a few times. But nothing was as funny as O'Doc with that ketchup. Nothing. That was I was dying. Yeah. Um, and did, well, so, we, did did anybody acknowledge it after Brent Wallace's interview? Like well, on it, the air, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. Times okay. about it. Yeah. Of course. Right, okay. of course. <laughs> I didn't you know. Can't let that just disappear. <laughs> right. Come on. All right. So hey. So like I said before, let's recap some of these trades. Uh, not a lot happened, although the Shattenkirk trade. It's obvious the Capitals are, are all in now. Um, Shattenkirk goes to the Blues for a first and a second and a couple of other guys. Uh, um, that's the most impactful move, I would say, right of the day. Right, let's count that oh, as the for sure. Yeah. But- yeah, but but I think the cap, you know, I think the caps, or not. I think I know the caps were all in anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got T.J. Oshie as an unrestricted free agent. They got Carl Alzner an unrestricted free agent. They're going to run into cap problems here at the end of the year, and they're going to, you know, they'll lose a good player off the roster for expansion. Um, getting Shattenkirk is okay. We're a really good team, probably mm-hmm. the best team right now, and how can we give ourselves the best chance to win? Because what, the one thing about Pittsburgh and Washington, the two best teams in the East, they're not going to get out of the second round without playing each other. Mm-hmm. So no matter what happens, one of those two teams is going to get booted to the curb. And it could be the best series in the NHL playoffs this year, and it'll be in round two. And if you don't win, man, you're going to feel like a colossal failure. Yeah. When in reality, yeah. you might have been a game away from winning the Stanley Cup. Washington lost in Game 7 to Pittsburgh last year. Had they won, I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. Why would anybody have thought they weren't going to win the Cup? Mm-hmm. But they just couldn't get through. And so that's what Shattenkirk's acquisition does. It, you know, it gives them another weapon. It gives them another guy that can produce offense, which um, maybe surprisingly for a lot of people has really been the problem uh, when Washington gets to the playoffs. It's not been that they can't score. It's been, or it's not been that they can't defend. Rather, it's that they can't score mm-hmm. when they get to the playoffs, and so that's something they hope Shattenkirk can help them with. Yeah, almost like a uh, Mike Green type player, right? I mean, he's probably not as, as all out as Mike Green. Probably plays a little more defense than Mike Green, but that kind of player, really. Well, I mean, when Mike Green, you know, when Mike Green scored thirty-one goals, the Capitals weren't a good enough team, mm-hmm. um, you know, to go a long, long way. But he was as dominant a defenseman as there was in the league at that time. And then just injuries robbed him of a lot of, of what he used to be. Uh, again, La goes to the Kings from the Avalanche. And uh, Montreal adds kind of th- you know third and fourth line guys. Um, I thought both moves were a little surprising, to be honest, just because the last thing L.A. needs to do is get older and slower. And Montreal, I don't know if those guys are difference makers. They didn't give a whole lot up. But what, what are your thoughts on those two moves? Well, I mean, the Kings are, are stuck. I mean, they're, they're not going to find a, a difference maker offensively um, that they can afford financially mm-hmm. or with prospects. So they get a player in a Ginla that they hope can get 
four goals in 20 games, five goals in 20 games, maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't score anyway. Yeah. Um, they've got they've got Bishop and Quick, and so they must have viewed this as, look, our best chance is to get a guy that maybe helps our power play, which he can do. He can still score on the power play. And maybe we get a little bit of offense from him somewhere, uh, and we win every game 2-1. <laughs> right. right now, they're one point behind St. Louis for their last playoff spot in the in the West. And St. Louis got worse, mm-hmm. right, because they traded Shattenkirk. They're going to miss Shattenkirk. And so, you know, L.A. probably thinks this – well, not probably thinks. They hope this can be enough. And uh, so I'm with you. I, I don't see it as a huge difference maker. Um, as for Montreal, and in my opinion, the same, the same sort of thing was that they tried to get an offensive player. They mm-hmm. tried hard. Oh, did they? Yeah. They tried to get a centerman. Yep. Yeah, there's just nothing there or mm-hmm. nothing that they could afford or were willing to – they weren't going to – Trade uh, Sergachev, their young Russian prospect, one of their one of the top prospects in in all of hockey, and uh, they weren't going to move him for a you know yep. for a centerman. That wasn't going to happen. So you get to a point where okay, so there's no difference makers offensively. So maybe we can become bigger, we can become stronger, we can become a a team that's tougher to play against. And so they went and acquired those guys, but you know Steve Ott and um, Andreas Martinson and um, uh, Jordy Ben. Um, so basically, what you what you end up in in my opinion, what I what I think is they hope to play a little bit like Los Angeles, a, a low scoring, tight checking game that their mm-hmm. goaltender can be real good for them. But in reality, I don't know if they even did that. You know, they right. what they got is a bunch of taller guys, <laughs> yeah. and so their their team picture will be taller. But I don't know if it'll be any better. Yeah. Um, Curtis Lazar, who first rounder three years ago, uh, hasn't ever been able to really break through for the Senators, goes to the Flames um, for Yerky Yokopa, Yokopaka, Yokopaka. Yeah, Yokopaka. Um, you like it? Is Lazar? Is this no. going to be? No, I don't. I don't. For, I don't for Ottawa. Yep. I mean, I like it for Calgary. Yeah. Um, in that, you know, you you take a chance on a twenty-one-year-old player. Yeah. And. They don't need him to be a difference maker. They don't need him to be anything other than just a developing player right now. Um, they're going to sign him as a restricted free agent when it's when he's done at the end of the year. They'll mm-hmm. protect him in the expansion draft, and they'll, you know, and for Curtis, it's a, you know, it's a it's a brand new start, of course, which is, which was well needed. I mean, the problem he ran into, I think, in Ottawa, is he was up there too soon as an 18 year old. You know, as a 19, 20-year-old, he didn't play very much. And and as a 21-year-old, he never got on the ice. Mm-hmm. And so he, he hasn't hasn't touched the puck in a year and a half. I don't know if he's a scorer or a checker. Or, he doesn't even know anymore. <laughs> and so right now he's, you know, he's excited. I, I thought Ottawa at this point should have just hung on to him. The problem is they made these other moves. They were going to, you know, they had to send somebody down. They couldn't send him down because they knew somebody was going to take him. So at least they get a prospect for him. And look, Curtis is a hell of a nice kid. I hope he does well. Yep. Um, and, and Ottawa boxed themselves in a little bit um, and couldn't send him down. And so they did the best they could, too. It goes back to what you've said a hundred times on this podcast. Like, leave him down there. There's no need. Nobody needs to bring these guys up. You know, like, let them play. And then you end up. Well, you know yeah. what? I would say this, Steve. There's. There has been uh, a list of players as long as my arm that have been crushed by coming to the NHL too soon. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of anybody that's been crushed because they stayed too long. 
yeah. in junior hockey or in college hockey. I can't think of one. Yeah. But I can give you a 20 or 30 that have gone the other way. Yeah, you burn uh, eligibility, you burn contract years, you burn everything, you know. Uh, in a you case. burn confidence, you burn yeah. ability. You just, yeah. like, they, they, all of a sudden, a kid doesn't know doesn't know anymore what he is. Right. Uh, Eric Fear uh, goes to uh, uh, the Maple Leafs for Frankie Corrado. And uh, I'm not, uh, I'm puzzled. Depth, depth I'm puzzled. Move. Yeah. Uh, well, depth move for Toronto uh, also gives them a player they can expose in the expansion draft. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Eric Fair has history with George McPhee. Maybe Toronto feels that they would take Fair um, in June um, as a player with one year left on his contract. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think there's a chance Eric Fair will play games and and be a, a decent contributor on that fourth line for Toronto, but. He's not going to make a huge difference, but he gives them an NHL guy, an experienced guy, guy that won a Stanley Cup last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, which move did you like the most, and which move did you not like the most? Which? Uh, well, I, I mean, I I didn't like that Buffalo wasn't able to move Kulikov or Franson for a draft pick at least. Okay. I mean, you got unrestricted free agents; those guys can leave at the end of the year, and they didn't get anything for them. Mm-hmm. I I thought that was. Uh, as, as Tim Murray, their general manager, called it, that was a bump in the road for them. They they wanted to do something; it just didn't happen. So I would I would say I I didn't like that. Um, as far as liking, I liked what Vancouver did because for the first time in three years, they took a meaningful look at where the heck they are and a realistic look at where the heck they are, and they said. We need to trade older guys for younger guys. We need to get skill in mm-hmm. here because if we get ten skill guys, maybe three of them are going to work out. And that's what they did. So I thought that was the two moves they made where they got um, Jonathan Dolan yep. uh, from Ottawa for Alex Burroughs and Nikolai Goldobin from San Jose for uh, Yannick Hansen, I thought were good moves. Will they be NHL players? Will they be difference makers? Time will tell. Mm-hmm. But you got to get on the road to get to the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> They're not, they weren't even on the road. They were on a, a delusional road here for the last three years. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. You, you've been saying that also. Is there, between uh, TSN insiders Darren Drager and Bob McKenzie and, and yourself and everybody else, O-Dog's too worried about ketchup, so we won't count him, but was there a deal that came close to happening with some names, bigger names, that didn't? Was there a, a hint of somebody trying to move somebody that didn't end up happening? Well, I mean, there was all kinds of smoke around Colorado, but they didn't back off of their asking price, nor should they have, mm-hmm. uh, for Landis Cog and Duchesne, so... Nothing really happened there. I don't. I don't think anybody really thought there was a big move that was that was close. Okay. I, yep. At the deadline, there's just no room. There's no time. There's no. Um, <laughs> there's no way to get the money fit at that point. Yeah. Do you think both guys move in the summer? Like I, I thought one of them no. was going to move, but. No, I think one of them will move. Okay. But I, but here's the thing. So unless you're getting a difference maker back, mm-hmm. or two or three pieces back that make your team different and better. You don't, these are very good players. You don't just throw them on the scrap heap. You know, I mean, you, you've got to, everybody says, oh, you got to blow it up and start again, but you need players to start again, too. And if you don't get uh, a reasonable return, a better than reasonable turn for Matt Duchesne, I, I, don't, I don't think you do it. Yeah. But I think he will move. He's the one for me that yep. I think in June he will be with a new team. Yeah, it'll be exciting in, in June for sure. We'll have the expansion draft and the uh, free agency and the draft all in like uh, 10 days. it be great. Yeah, it'll be crazy. That'll be, that'll be a fun time. All right, Ray. Well, thanks for uh, jumping on with us. You are in L.A. going to call the Ducks uh, Leafs on Friday. And um, I'm yep. going to – I'll go to the game tonight. Go to the game tonight, put my feet up here in L.A. and watch the game and then uh, 
call the game tomorrow night. So look forward to it. The weather's good, and um, and I'm on a good. I'm on my good way to Toronto. And I'm on my way to Toronto where it's oh, really cold. So. Good. It's cold. Yeah, good for you. Get a jacket. <laughs> All right, Ray. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Uh, have fun down there. Talk to you, Steve. Thanks. Bye.